First Peter chapter five. First Peter chapter five. Just remember that. It's a proverb. It's a tannerism. No bakes going in. Is it? Put it in this thing. not been a youth group long enough. It's been way too long. They don't let me do this stuff on Sundays. <laughs> okay, just so you know, not everything I'm going to say tonight is supposed to make sense. Okay? It's purely for entertainment value, all right? <laughs> all right, 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 5. Likewise, you younger people. You younger people. Submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. Under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt. He may exalt you. Humble your Self, that he may exalt you. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. 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 Be a villager. <laughs> Don't be a village people, but be a villager. Vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, the devil, devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Perfect is good. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray.
Lord, thank you for your word. Your word is sharp. Lord, it divides to bone and marrow. Divide my heart tonight. I want you to ask the Lord, divide my heart tonight. God, divide my heart tonight. God, let me, be, let me experience the power and the depth of your love tonight. God, how much you care for me. God, let the care and the compassion of your Holy Ghost fill my heart as you divide it, God, tonight. Oh God, the deepest part of who I am, I need you. Lord, I'm believing that tonight, that every person in this place, God, you would divide them to the deepest part of who they are, that they would need you. And God, that they would humble themselves and cause their hearts to be divided, split open, so that your love can pour in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Perfect us. Establish us, God. Root us in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's just jump back just a minute here. How many younger people do we have here today? Come on. I'm keeping myself in that group. Till I'm past the age Jesus died, I'm in this group. I'm young. I don't feel so young all the time, especially when I wake up in the morning. But younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. This is the most fun thing ever to do. There's a reason the Bible says this, church. There's a reason that the Bible says this. This is such a powerful, powerful truth. And I believe this truth is knit to the love of God. I believe this truth is knit to the love of God for us. When we understand God's principles and we begin to live them in faith and in trust, that what God says is absolute. And we begin to live that and we apply it without necessarily knowing, hey, this is going to turn out. I mean, like, it doesn't make sense that when we submit ourselves to our elders that that is going to turn out good for us. Some elders are knuckleheads. Come on. And they're religious and they're over-religious. And they're not wise, and they make bad mistakes. Sometimes they're foolish. And sometimes there's no options. We have to submit ourselves to them. (laughs) And I'm serious. That's not always the most fun. Look, I've been there. Sometimes I'm still there, even at my age. But if I believe that the love of God can supersede every man's foolishness, every man's mistake, then I can take my life and I can submit it to those that are over me and I can do it 
with honor. I can do it with all my faith, with all my heart. Even if I know they're going to be unwise. Their foolishness is not on me. Their foolishness is not on me. That's on them. How they, they're going to reap what they sow. They're going to do what they do. And you can see all the good and bad stuff that they have. But if you walk in love and you walk in honor and you submit yourself as a younger person, okay? And you lay your life down. You place it underneath others. God is going to richly reward you. Because I promise you, your negative experiences in your life are going to produce the most positive results. I pro- it's in the Word. We're going to get there. It's here. We read it already. The negative things that happen in your life are going to produce the best stuff in you. And this is why God wants us to submit ourselves to knuckleheads. <laughs> Stop being rebellious. You're missing the heart of God. Move from your rebellion. You're missing the heart of God. You're missing your destiny. You're missing God's best. You're missing his love for you when you're in rebellion. Because even in that submission and somebody's stupidness above you and their mistakes and their foolishness, the love of God is being formed and pressured and pressed into you. It says it right after this. I love this. God resists. Oh, no. Just before that, he says, all of you be submissive to one another, not just your elders. And when you become an elder, it's... It's, this includes them. Look, you be submissive to one another. I'm going to go at summer camp. Pastor Gabriel is the head of our summer camp. When I come there, guess what? I'm not in charge anymore. I come and I submit my life to him. And then I'm working for, like, he's delegated authority to somebody, and then they delegated somebody else, and I'm working for them. Right. They're in charge of me. And they come to, uh, come to me, just Hannah, she's in charge of all the programming stuff. She goes, or her and Christine, they're like, so can we count on you to be available to us for this amount of time, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually like, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, yes, ma'am. But being submissive to one another. If you as an older person, as you move into a positions of authority, can learn to be submissive to one another, you are going to, you are going to exude the love of God. So when you're under people, God is pressing His love into you. And when you're over people, He is drawing His love out of you. Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. You know, I love clothes. Don't you love clothes? Nice clothes. Could you imagine if we only had burlap sacks? (laughs) Burlap sack uns. Glory to God. 
I promise we'd all pray in tongues a lot more if we had burlap undies. God, give somebody a revelation for cotton. Hallelujah. <laughs> somebody find a silkworm or something. You know, clothes are typically the first thing you see coming, right? Hopefully. <laughs> In our culture, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Just pause. You figure it out. Wear more clothes. Hallelujah. That's the conclusion you should come to. Okay. Sometimes you have to help people. Wear enough clothes so that clothes are the thing you see when you see a person. Clothe yourself with humility. Humility comes from inside of you. This is a metaphor. Humility truly comes from Jesus living in you, the grace of God in you. All the humility you need is already in you if you have Jesus in you. And you need to tap into it. But it's saying, look, when people see you, they should see humility. They should see it coming. When people see humility, they see Jesus. And when they, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you know the Father, you know his love. If you want to be in the center and experience God's love, if you want to experience the love of the Father, you must break your heart for him. You must break your heart for him. You must have humility. You must clothe yourself with humility. And I promise you, everybody knows false humility. Everybody can smell it a mile away. And the Father, He knows the deepest recesses of your heart. And without genuine humility, you're always going to feel that deadness and that hardness in your relationship with the Father. Because the Father needs your heart soft and supple so His love can come in. And it ha- you've got to break up the ground. And the humility is what breaks up the ground in your heart. Soft. Clothe yourself with humility. Let the love of the Father come in to your heart. Therefore, humble your <laughs> So, <laughs> let me show you something. Let's say your mom and dad light your room on fire. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't think it's very funny, so you light their room on fire. <laughs> your parents get mad. They blow up your car. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I promised myself I was not going to do that. Couldn't help it. Humble yourself. If you light your parents' house on fire, humble yourself. Okay, I literally lit my dad's house on fire twice. Two times. <laughs> Once with a toaster and a second time with a welding machine. 
Riddle me this, Batman. How does he do that? <laughs> Let's say that was not helping me in my relationship with my father. But man, I tell you what, my dad and I were having some rough times until I humbled myself. I humbled myself. We're like, Lord, humble me. Make me humble. Lord's like, humble yourself. Humble yourself. But I cannot bow on my knee before God, for I am man. I am man. I have three chest hairs now, and I am man. Do I need to show them to you? Prove it. No. You know they're there. <laughs> you know they're there. <laughs> Humble yourself. <laughs> you are there is no man that is so strong that you can't be humbled. I saw this picture of this guy ripped out of his mind, gigantic, 6'4", 300-pound, ripped, huge, cut, abs, everything, bodybuilder, super, he was a pro wrestler guy, right? And I saw, I saw this man, he was like 50, he was shriveled, he was tiny, he was beaten, his mind was, he was destroyed, and he gave his heart to Jesus, Okay. In the natural, he's like one of the strongest guys that have ever lived. He did so many steroids that it completely destroyed his whole body. And he was humble. He's humble because he took the path to be strong. He took the path of pride in his own strength, his own body. I am. And he was humble. He's probably dead now. I don't even know how he could still be alive. It was like 15 years ago that I saw this guy. Now listen. There is one road. There's one. You've got to believe this. And that is through the Son. That is through Jesus. That's through Him. One road. One path, one way to the Father, and that's through the Son. One way. One way. Humble yourself. Listen. All paths lead to Jesus. All paths. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Buddhist. I don't care if you're an atheist. You're an you're agnostic. You're whatever you are. Listen. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Christ. 
that He is God before the Father. Everyone, you might believe all kinds of jacked up stuff and do everything you want to do in your own life, but at some point, you're going to die. And you're going to stand before God. And you are going to bend your knee and your tongue is going to say, Jesus, your Lord. And you're going to see the love of the Father. So you have a choice. Either the hard road, when you get there and you didn't choose here, Jesus, your Lord. You didn't say, God, I humble myself. No. Or you're at that point and you get humbled. Humility will come. Breaking will come. You choose. You choose. The word says, there is life waiting for you. His love is waiting for you. He just says, look, I resist the proud and I give grace, my immeasurable power gifting in you. I give that to the humble. If you humble yourself, his grace and his love come in and just begin to rock your world. Just fill you up and power begins to move through your life. But it all comes when you humble yourself. And I'm telling you, don't wait for somebody else or something else or make excuses because, oh, I'm bitter and blah, 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 and I have all these other reasons and I'll get to that later and it's really your fault and how can that be my fault and... You did it, and it wasn't me, and you, 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 you. It's putting it off. It's putting it off, and you're missing the grace of God, which is the full empowerment for you to reach your destiny. If you don't have the grace of God through the road of humility, the bridgehead of humility, if you don't have that, you don't have real power. You don't. You're not actually really living your life yet. It's all fake. If you have humility, man, then all of a sudden you start to live your real life in Him. In Him. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you. That's awesome. Who may exalt you? Who is going to exalt you? Who is it? Listen, the second we start to exalt ourselves, we're missing the grace of God. So many times we think just about pride. Is pride is just like, well, he just boasts about himself all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes, that's part of it. But the biggest part is when you think it originates from yourself. When you think your greatness comes from you, that's the biggest problem. So many times, I used to fall in this trap all the time. We'd have some cranking awesome ideas. Pull off events, whatever. And I'd think, wow. I had such a great idea. 
Some people come to me and they go, how do you have so many ideas? They're so great. I can't believe them. And I just, I just go, guess what? It's not me. Big surprise. Something really cool in me really isn't me. <laughs> the sooner you get that, the sooner you're going to really see awesome stuff happening through your life. And I promise you, it's all knit into the centerpiece, the heart of the Father's love for other people, for you and for others. But it's Him, and He's the one who exalts us. And we don't just debase ourselves and we like, just... Who's oh, a devil and ashes over our head all day? Oh, I suck. You don't suck. You're not terrible. You're phenomenal. God made you unbelievable. So unbelievable, He wanted to make His home inside of you. And that was the point of it all from the beginning. That's not His backup plan. That's what He did on purpose. That's how much He loves you. The answer to all the pain and junk is He loves you so much. That he wants to have that personal, intimate relationship with you and know your heart. That's the answer to all those questions. It's right in that. But when you realize the source of good, the source of life, the source of what is to be exalted is in him, then when he is being exalted in your humility, see, he's being exalted, that's when you're exalted. Because he's being high and lifted up. And guess what? People are made to worship him, not you. And when he's being lifted up in your life and his love is being lifted up in your life, people will say, Reed Anderson, you're a man of God. And the things I see in you, they touch my heart and you're in my heart. That's real. It's because of the love of the Father that's being exalted in Him. That's what I can praise in Reed's life. And that's what makes that love bond and my relationship with Him so real. But it's only in your humility when Christ is exalted in you that you will find exaltation. And you'll be partnered with it because it's Him being exalted. He exalts you, and you get to experience that in your humility. Casting all your care, this is your worry, your anxiety. And this word actually means to divide in the mind. You're dividing your mind from the trust and the presence and the, and the fulfillment of what God has for you when you're caring. Not like love caring for others, but you're like, who's so freaked out? I can't believe what's going to happen in my life tomorrow. Now I have a test. Ah! I didn't study. Ah! Right? My mom's going to find out I was growing pot in my room. Ah! You better not be growing pot in your room. I'll find out. No. <laughs> you should be anxious if that's happening. <laughs> Maybe that's better. You should freak out if you're doing that. But when you have cares, you can't get off your stuff. You can't break through whatever it is. You need to take your care, your anxiety. You need to cast it on him. Be sober. 
Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You know, there's a real, real enemy. And you've got to keep a level head, a sober mind. Because he wants to eat you up. You know what he wants to eat up? Your destiny. He wants you to be like that guy, that shriveled up steroid addict who looked at himself all his life. Looked at his pride. He exalted himself his whole life. And he wasted it. He wants to devour your life. He wants to devour your investment in the kingdom. Your potential. This is talking to young people. Don't let the enemy rob your destiny. Don't let him rob your life by living in pride and in foolishness. There is a dynamic life for you right now. There is nothing stopping you but you. Verse 9, resist him. That's it. It's that simple. Resist him. You are not a slave to him. There is, in Christ, there is no power. None. They can compare. There is none over him. He is supreme to all power. It's not like a wrestling or a match or a fight with the devil. It isn't. He is powerless before Christ. When you are in Christ, when you are submitted in Christ, He is powerless to the power of God's love in you. Just resist Him. Don't sign up for the bondage, right? Don't go back to the bondage. Steadfast in the faith. Consistency in your walk with Christ is so crucial. When you get your heart, your, when you unplug from the life source, you get tired. When you stop eating and drinking water, you get tired. <laughs> right? You ever fasted? You ever try to starve yourself because for whatever reason? Right? You get tired. You get on a boat. And you don't like water because it's not friendly to you. And you start to throw up every 15 minutes for 24 hours. You get tired. Right? This is what happens to me when I get on water. You run out of food. Life. Be steadfast in the faith. All the time. Every day. Right? Every day. Be consistent. Keep your life plugged in. This is why we come to church. Not because we get holier. Because we need to be steadfast in the faith. We need the love of the Father being poured into us, continuously reviving us. We need to be in our Word. We need to be fellowshipping with Jesus continuously, church. Come on, you still with me? You still with me? The Lord wants to do something in your life today. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Knowing that the same sufferings 
are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. There's implied suffering here. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, after you have suffered a while, what we're suffered, we're suffering under submission to other people, resisting the enemy in our life, right? This is reality. The love of God is designed. It's fashioned in you. The shape of Christ, the character of Christ, the nature of Christ is shaped in you when you've suffered a while. When you've suffered a while. God, can you believe that God loves you so much that he wants you to suffer a while? Because listen, he wants you to be like him. He wants to break all that pride and that junk out of your life. And you're going to suffer a while. Perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. Let Christ perfect. Keep saying perfect, but it's perfect. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. This is what Christ wants to do for you. This is what the Father wants to do for you as a young person. Listen, God gave me a vision for this generation. It's that you will be a generation like no other generation that has ever walked the face of this planet. It wasn't given to me. This is given to you. There's a specific task that God wants to do in and through you. He wants you perfect, established, strengthened, and he wants to settle you. He wants to establish you. He wants to settle you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to perfect you for his work, for what he has for this time, right now. It's not tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's today. Right now. Do you know how much God loves you? Do you know, uh, this, this, look, in, look in John 10. John 10, verse 25, he says this. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone be snatched them out of my hand. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. And I and my Father are one. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. And my Father and I are one. <laughs> Listen, no one is able to snatch you out of the Father's hand. Nobody. 
this word to know is like an intimate knowing. It's more than just like, hey, I know Gabe. Because Gabe and I high five every once in a while. It's like, he's my best friend. Six high fives, we're best friends. Four high fives, we know each other. Air five, right? We kind of know each other, right? We had an air five Sunday service if you missed it. Don't miss Sunday service. It's so much fun. This is more than an acquaintance kind of knowing. This is an intimate, like, husband and wife kind of knowing. Like, I know everything about you. The Father knows everything about you. He wants to know you so deeply, but your heart has to break and be open. Humility has to break your heart. You have to break your heart for Him. So that the love of the Father can come right in and fill it up and soften it up. And all of a sudden, that hard, proud person becomes soft and open and an agent of the love of the Father. And you know Him. (laughs) And you know Him. And guess what? Nothing, no one can snatch that away. Trust me, everything else can be stolen from you. This country, your life, your family, your clothes, your jobs can all be stolen from you like that, gone. But no one can snatch your relationship with the Father. No one can take His love from you. Absolutely nobody. But listen, you have to give your heart to Him. And I just believe there is a depth in His relationship that He wants to take you. He wants to take you deeper tonight. Deeper into His love tonight than you've ever gone. And I believe there are some hard hearts in here that God is going to break tonight. He's going to open up. I'm just going to ask that you would just prepare your heart right now. You might just close your eyes for a moment. Worship team is just going to start in. We're just going to worship a little bit. And I want you to ask God, am I that hard heart? Hey, look, I'm not saying you're not really wounded and hurt. Look, my heart breaks for you because of the hard things that have happened to you, the neglect in your life that you've been forgotten and mistreated. And you know what? Lied to about who God really is because of others' examples and their words. That breaks my heart for you. The Father loves you with an everlasting love. I'm telling you, there is healing in His hands. There is healing in His heart. And when you open your heart to Him, just let it crack. Let it open up. He is going to pour out His love in you. But He resists the proud. If there's pride in your heart, you know it's there. You just need to say, God, forgive me for my pride. Forgive me for my just hard heart. God, come in and fill me with your love. 
God, I want all that you have for me. I don't want to miss my destiny because of my pride. I don't want to miss my destiny. Holy Spirit, open my heart.